0: Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today I am thrilled to have Maria Felipe, the author of Live Your Happy With Us. Maria, welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast. And thank you so much for being here.
1: Kim, I am thrilled and very happy to join with you. I just I love your energy and it's just great to come into collaboration for the higher good and and to have fun. To so have fun and the healing.
0: Oh, definitely. Listeners, I feel bad for you sometimes because you don't he- get to hear the awesome pre chat chats because they really are fabulous, <laughs> including with Maria. I mean, just talking about everything, including the cats, which listeners, you've heard about them before, but, and just other random stuff. Yeah. Maria, I would love for you to share some of your story, your backstory with listeners, and how you came to write Live Your Happy.
1: Well, it's actually a funny and inspiring story because I had no intention of writing a book. I actually struggle with dyslexia. And I have never felt smart enough. I feel like I'm street smart. I would identify myself with more street smart, but not so intellectual. And I feel that you needed to be intellectual to write a book or have great grammar. And I had all these things in my mind of what an author and a writer looked like. So when I would have speaking engagements, I had a lot of people that would ask me for books. So what I did was is that I did a motivational, inspirational CD based on my talks of which I sold at events so that people would stop asking me for a book. So that's like how much I didn't want to write a book. So what happened was is that I was having a glass of Pinot Noir at home and I was on Facebook and I wrote on Facebook an excerpt from my book from a post that I put that I felt could sounded it could be on a book, but I was just playing. But I said, oh my God, this sounds so good. It could be on a book. And quite honestly, I didn't even know what an excerpt was. I just had heard that that's like a little part of a book and I just put excerpt from my book just for fun, not even knowing what I was getting into at all. And the next day, D. Patrick Miller from um, Fearless Books, and he actually was the one that originally published The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard, sends me a message on Facebook asking me, inquiring about my book. And I was wondering what he was talking about. And then I remembered, oh my goodness, it was the Pinot Noir that I had last night. It was a Pinot Noir talking. And I looked <laughs> that's at, <so> funny. <laughs> And I looked at the post and I go, oh my God, Maria, you posted this? And that's why I always say never post while drinking. But in this case, this is a good thing, right? So <laughs> I didn't write back to him because I was just embarrassed. And he ended up finding, I guess, my personal email and said he had wrote me a Facebook message and he was inquiring about my book. And I just was chuckling because I was like, oh, my God, I totally do not have a book. And this guy's asking me about a book. So what I did was I got in a conversation on an email and I said, Patrick, I appreciate you reaching out to me about a book. But the truth is, it was the Pinot Noir talking. And I was just I was having fun. And I posted that on Facebook. I don't have a book. He says, Oh, really? He says, Well, I'm intrigued. Let's let's talk about this. And then we got on the phone together. And he we talked for an hour. And then I really didn't want to write a book after that conversation. It just seemed like very like tedious and hard. And until he finally convinced me he said that i did have a message he went on my youtube and he said that i speak about happiness which i didn't even know i talked about i mean i just share but i didn't know that that specifically was my niche was speaking about happiness and he says you speak about happiness you have this message Every other word is a happy this and happy that. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, your message about happiness. And I go, okay. So he convinced me to write a book proposal that felt comfortable for me because it was very short. I just had to give an idea of the book. The title came to me right away, which was the title that the book is, which is Live Your Happy. It just really came to me very quickly. And he had told me it didn't sound very good grammatic wise, but that it was very me. So we kept it, which was nice. And between the Facebook post and the book proposal and the book deal, everything was done in six months. I had a book deal in six months after that Facebook post. So that's pretty amazing.
0: (laughs) Okay, so when was the book actually written? And was Um, it written with the assistance of Pinot Noir?
1: Well, yeah, just to both of those. It was actually finished. It was written last year in 2016. The manuscript was turned in in September 2016. And the original Facebook post was September 15th. So it was just a year before that the Facebook post happened. So within a year, even the book was written. And and everything, the manuscript was turned in within a year after the book deal and everything. And there was times that I did, I did have like a glass of wine, especially the first chapter, I was like, Oh, my God, this blank paper, what do I do with this blank sheet that's sitting in front of me, but mostly it was written without um, Pinot Noir, because I wanted to really have a clear vessel to write the book that was very important for me. But I did celebrate a lot with Pinot Noir after the book came out. and <laughs> I would and, too. <laughs> and when I would finish a chapter I would have a glass of, you know, anything. Like I would just celebrate with it, mainly. But it was just so beautiful the way that everything just came about so easily. Even my work with Patrick, the book was very easy to write, being that I didn't want to write it at first. It's like it was a purpose. It was totally given. It was very easy. The whole process, I always say that easy is normal. Patrick actually told me, stop saying this is so easy. And I go, but it is. He's like, oh my God. And I I guess it was easy for me because I never identified myself with my source as being a writer. I never made that define me. I actually really didn't care or it didn't really matter. So I think that that helped me to just really have fun with it because I never made like that writer title define me. It was more of okay, I'm going to write a book and this is going to be fun Of which made it just so much easier coming from that space. How did you
0: write it seeing as you do have dyslexia? I mean, did you type it? Did you speak it? Was it pen and paper? What was your technique? How did you do
1: it? How I did it was I looked at the whole book From beginning to end, it was very overwhelming. Like, I'm writing a book. It was originally seven chapters, and it ended up being nine chapters. But if I would look at the whole book, it would get very overwhelming. I'll be like, oh, my God, I have to write this whole book. So what I did was is that I looked at where I was right now, like, in the moment. Like, what's in my hands right now? Okay, chapter one. And I went back to the book proposal which actually had the outline of chapter one. So I stayed within that outline of chapter one. And I would just writing of what I had already written before, what the chapter would look like. I already had the chapter title, as well as the content of what would be included in that chapter in bullet points that I needed to give to the publisher anyways to get the book deal. So I just was present with chapter one and what that looked like for me. And I would just stick with the topic. I think the first chapter is you're not sinful and you're not going to hell or something like that. So that's why I talked about that in my experience with how a lot of us live with, you know, just feeling guilty. And we think that we're going to be punished by God or whatever it is. So that's how I... I wrote the book and what I would do is I would turn in one chapter to Patrick and Patrick would look it over and he would see where I needed to expand more, ask me questions. And then he would bring it, give it back to me. I would respond, maybe make some sections longer, shorter, and then we would complete one chapter and then we would go to the next one, the next one. But I thought that was really, really helpful. Kim was really being in the moment of the now and not looking at the project as a whole, because that was overwhelming, but looking at what I had at hand made it easy for me
0: and more joyful. Oh my gosh, Maria. Can you put me in touch with Patrick? (laughs) I am actually writing a book called Chronic Idea Disorder about having too many ideas. However, when it comes to writing my book, sometimes I just have no ideas, which is totally foreign to me.
1: Yeah, of course. And it's that. It's that we kind of just block ourselves, you know?
0: Yeah, but I want to jump into your book for a moment because when I was reading, let me just see what chapter this is. I kept it open to this chapter. Chapter two, you are not who you think you are. There's a section called stop, look, and listen. And you said, slow down the pace of your thought. And I was just blown away because I don't really know how to do that. And I can see that for authors, for entrepreneurs, and I mean, entrepreneurs are a big part of the audience, that slowing down the pace of our thoughts could be a big struggle on any given day.
1: Absolutely, because the mind is very undisciplined. Like I always say, it's like the cuckoo voice takes over um, the ego voice, which is the voice of trying to make something happen or manipulating something or goals and let's go out and get this. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what are we doing? Let's be mindful of what we are doing, let's be aware of why we're doing what we're doing and come from a space of power versus getting overwhelmed by all these to-dos and oh my god I have all these tasks to do and kind of making something outside of us our source right so it's like those goals or whatever it's like we get separated from what really matters which is we have it all right now that's what my book is saying it's saying you you have it all right now and it's not like you're not going to want to create in the world and stuff because we are do appear to be in a body And we do appear to want to have things in form. But the most important thing is to really get clear that there isn't anything that's missing from you. It's very important. And when we go back to the voice of what you're saying, like to slow down, it's just very helpful when you're in business or an entrepreneur or anything, because you want to be centered. You want to be in a space of truth. And that comes from your thoughts. So. If you're thinking of all these hundreds of things you have to do the whole day and you just like stop yourself, the whole experience of whatever you're doing and the tasks of that entrepreneurship or whatever it is, it's going to be happier because you're going to be coming from your true self, which I talk about in the book, your true self with a capital S which is your true essence in love. And you come from that space in everything you do in your life. And you must stop yourself because the ego would have its way with you and make you think that that task is important or that goal is important or it's more important than anything. And looking for your source and happiness outside of you. And eventually you're going to suffer a lot because you're not going to experience happiness that is eternal happiness. You're going to experience flighting happiness of where, oh, you're going to feel happy for one second when you got that job or that deal or you made that deal or you got that client but then you're going to want another client then you're going to want another deal because the eagle mind is never happy you see it's elusive it's a trick so it's very important to be mindful and discern of where you're coming from in your mind that's why it's important to stop
0: the image that kept on going through my head whenever we were talking about the cuckoo voice was just being able to shut that cuckoo bird back into the clock and <laughs>
1: and Yes. tell it to leave
0: me the heck alone
1: yeah because the cuckoo voice, it's very anxious. It's like, oh my God, I got to do this now, or I have all these things to do, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. And it's very tiring in a lot of ways. You know, it's not constructive. It's not helpful in whatever you're doing, if you're an entrepreneur or you're whatever you're doing, because in reality, you don't need to do anything. That is the truth. We don't need to do anything. Even the word need is very heavy. And I talk about this in my book, because if you need to do something, it means that you are forced to do it. It means it's not even coming from you. It means that you're not even responsible for it because it seems like you need to do it right now. You need to pay a bill or you need to do this to-do list, right? When you come from a space of I choose to or I want to or I'm inspired to, it's different. When I get up in the morning, I don't need to get up and brush my teeth. I do it because it's something that, you know, is helpful. So I brush my teeth and I'm very present to that moment instead of thinking about what I'm going to do later. Um, my to-do I'm present to brushing my teeth oh wow look how amazing look how I brush my teeth this is amazing I'm so good at this and it brings you back to presence I think that whenever you're in business or whatever you're doing in your life it's really important to be present in the moment and enjoy the experience you're having like if you're eating an apple you eat that apple and then everything just falls into place but I feel that we get too much into the future into creating into manifesting and all this and I'm not saying it's bad or good I'm just saying just watch what you're doing and be more present in the now because that's going to give you access to a happiness that's beyond whatever anything could give you in form and manifestation.
0: So what about those outside sources that tend to fight the happy? Like the, the irritable client or the pesky landlord or anything like
1: that? Well, it's that's it's all about relationship and healing and how you're going to see it. So. The course would say, and in my book, you see it from the perspective of looking at the person you have. The course would say you have, you can perceive it through fear or love. So you can perceive the person the way you choose to. So you can see them as attacking you or you can see it as a call for love. So the course would say everything is a cough is either love or a call for love. It doesn't matter what it is. It's always love or a call for love. It's just that person for a hot second has forgotten who they are. It's not really coming from their true self. I mean, you've been there too, that you could be pesky or or I could be pesky or I could be a pain. And it's really because we're in fear and we have forgotten who we are and we act in certain ways. Right. But it doesn't mean that we're bad. It just means that we just forgotten and other people forget too. So the first thing is not to personalize. The first thing is to be like, okay, this is not personal. When you personalize things, you make it even more real. And that means there's some truth in there that they're saying because if not, you're not going to feel it. So it's important to not personalize and be like, okay, this is not personal. This has to do with this person and their history or that background or their stories that they have in their mind or their fear. So it's not personal. You ask spirit or whatever intuition or word resonates with you, love, light, whatever – feels good you invite that in so that you can see this person and perceive them in high regard you can perceive them what i call christ vision you could call it love vision you could call it the funk phenomenon vision whatever (laughs) resonates with you what is it the funk (laughs) phenomenon that was awesome (laughs) you call it the funk phenomenon vision whatever feels good to you so you can see that person in truth, because what happens is, is that in truth, you're really seeing yourself because we're just mirrors. So anytime you're judging, you're always just really judging yourself because you're the perception of the person is really the perception of yourself. So when you and I know this is very metaphysical and advanced and everything, but it's very just helpful to live a life that is more discerning of how you are perceiving stuff through fear or love. And you can have that lens of how you can see it. And the less real you make it, the happier you will be. There's a big quote in the course that says, only love is real, all else is an illusion. And that is very true in the sense of if you're really living that, then whatever the landlord says is not going to bother you because it's not going to be a big deal. I talk about it in my book about big deals. Big deals are when the rent is due or when the IRS is after you or immigration problems. Like all those are big deals of the world. But those big deals don't have a hook on you unless you let them hook you because you have control and power over your mind. And you could certainly not make it real or give away your power to it. It's simply something that's going on. And you can work it out with love and with the Holy Spirit voice or the voice of light or love, whatever word resonates with you. And you work it out and trust and you might write an email and you might ask for a certain help with something, but it comes from a space of not expectation and just really trusting that everything's going to be all right and everything works out for the higher good always and have fun through the process of creating that miracle for yourself. Wow.
0: I also loved how you talk about how your happy comes from within. Because I see in the communities that I'm in so many people thinking that they're gonna be happy when dot dot dot. And this was actually a big transition for me. Um coming from bad relationships and challenges in the past to where I am now, I'm realizing that having extra money is not gonna make the difference. It's going to take some of the stress off, but it's not gonna create happy because it's already here. So I mm. love that you brought that up.
1: Thank you for bringing that up, Kim. That really touches and moves me because it's a very important topic. That's why when I saw on the calendar that I had this talk with you about productivity, I knew that this was going to be helpful for us both. I felt that. I said, this is going to be a beautiful topic, especially this part that we're going to talk about now. What happens is, I was there. I lived that. My book comes from a space of living it at a max capacity without compromise of where I've gotten to in my life. And the peace that I feel in my career, my work space, and my relationships is because for a long time, my career defined me. I was an actress and TV host, and I was very successful at it and made good income at it. And it really defined me. And it was never enough. I felt that it was never enough. It wasn't enough bookings. It wasn't enough money. It wasn't my relationships. It was never enough. Whatever the guy would do, it wasn't enough. I always needed to be shown more and more that I was loved, that everything outside of me is what defined me and made me happy. And what I came to realize when I began studying the course years ago and when I began to really apply it in 2012 at full capacity as I said without compromise I began to understand that that happiness that comes from the world was very flighty it was very shady it was very limited it's like one day I would feel happy and then the next day I would feel sad it wasn't consistent happiness and it was because in truth there isn't anything outside of us that could fill us there nothing outside of us is our source our source is within us it's within our minds it's within our hearts it's within if you want to say God or love, whatever that is, that source you're connected to is where your source is. And what happens is, is that when we look for our happiness outside and having more money Kim, or or happiness in our partner or in our children or whatever, it's very disempowering because it can never be found there. I've realized it adds and you could be grateful and you could be in joy about it, but always recognizing that it's something like you just said, you already are, it's within you. And the more that you recognize that it's within you and that there's nothing outside of you that could give it to you, you are free. And that takes something. It takes letting go of old concepts. It takes letting go, believing that what's out there is going to fill you and complete you because you're already complete. If it was true, That if you had money and you had fame would give you happiness, then why are most people, I mean, I live in Los Angeles, in Hollywood, taking drugs and committing suicide? If this was true, (laughs) if it's true that your happiness comes from fame or money or whatever, then why are most people, from what I see, usually unhappy, even though they have things in material form? It's because it's not there and it could never be there because you already have it. It's yours. Right. So everything else in form, you know, the money or success or whatever, it's just like an added kind of bonus. It's uh, an experience that you have. But I noticed that when I let go of this hook of like my happiness comes from outside and my days were happy, I remember that one day I would be so happy and the next day I would be crying. It was very interesting. I would have like like these depression bouts before. And now that I've recognized where my source is, I have very few days that I'm sad. And when I am sad, I'm very surprised. I'm like, oh, my God, I feel sadness today. I haven't felt like this in a long time. And that shows me the progress. That shows me that I've been making progress, evolving and waking up. I think it's very important, Kim, for people. It's not that you're not going to have aspirations or have goals or whatnot. But what I am saying is, for me, in my experience, me recognizing that there isn't anything outside of me that could fill me, that I'm already complete, was very, very helpful. And there's a section in my book that I talk about abundance and what is true abundance. And a lot of people think that abundance is in form. And in my book, the concept of abundance is that you recognize who you are in truth is what abundance is and who you are in truth is love. Who you are in truth is you have it all now. Who you are in truth is that there's nothing that's missing. It's you've created in your mind that something's missing outside of you that you can be complete, but you're already complete.
0: Wow. That was very concise of me, but I, I don't know how to follow that up very well. I just had to share though. And I cannot deny that someday I do want a more current big vehicle to drive my family around in. However, right now I am driving 1996. Yes, we are recording this in 2017, so 21-year-old conversion van. Not the prettiest thing, not the fastest thing. However, I love when people speed up behind me to get on the highway, and I take a little bit of time, you know, it's just what happens, and they get angry, and they drive by, and they flip me off, but I will just give them the I love you sign language sign and smile back, and the look of astonishment on their face. <laughs> it's hysterical like i just laugh like i'm not laughing at them but it's like cool your jets slow down be happy you can go 55 for a minute instead of 65
1: yeah and it's beautiful because that's being of service because you're holding space for truth you're holding space and that actually right there you're not making it real it's not like you're being reactive like the ego will be reactive like what the heck who does this guy think he is and, and react but instead you're going back to spirit which is actually the spirit voice holy spirit voice and being like hey, you know what, you're very gentle and you're being loving in that space. That's what the book is about. It's about discerning of when you're in love and when you're in fear and to bring you back more to the love, bring you back more to alignment of truth. Could you share more about your introduction to A Course in Miracles? I started The Course in Miracles. I first heard about it when I read Marianne Williamson's book, Return to Love, back in 1995. And I was very attracted about Jewish woman, American Jewish woman, speaking about this blue book, and I didn't understand what she was talking about except that it sounded really cool and fascinating. I wouldn't know what the blue book was, which was A Course in Miracles till 2001, that I was introduced to it at Unity in Miami. When I was at church, they were having a workshop for it. And when I was there, the guy that was giving the workshop said that this course is about you're responsible for your life, you hold responsibility for everything and how you see everything, you are not a victim of the world that you see, and you forgive the person for what they didn't do. And I was like, "What the heck is this guy talking about?" <laughs> what is that? I was like in shock. I didn't even understand anything. I was like, "That's weird. What do you mean?" I didn't understand a word, but at the same time I knew it was my path. So from then on I started study the course of miracles in 2001. Um, till this day. And I have to say that I was a Course in Miracles junkie, and I didn't practice any of it. I would go to groups once a week. That's why this book is born as well. And I would be feeling good for a hot second, and then I would feel bad because I wasn't practicing its principles. There was something to be said about being in alignment. And I would go to the group, and it was fun, and I am love, and kumbaya, and I am light, and the truth is this, and the truth is that. And then I was proclaiming that I am love, but in my life, I would look for love outside of myself. I would look for love in a relationship. I would look for love a man. Like men were my God, my everything and lose myself in relationship. So if I'm in a course group and I'm proclaiming I am love, and then in my life, it's not in alignment, then I suffered a lot because of that. So the course, when I began to really understand it, it's about bringing you the opportunity to hear your internal teacher. The Course in Miracles is about you being able to understand that you have a guidance a very powerful guidance within your mind that knows everything. And it's very clear on where to go, what to do, what to say that is in alignment to truth. And that's what The Course in Miracles is about. That's the introduction, basically. It's recognizing you have an internal teacher that knows. And to hire and to lower the volume on the cuckoo voice, lower the volume on the ego voice, which we're born with, the one that wants to manipulate and make happen and has goals and has aspirations of world and wants to create and form. It helps to kind of lower the volume on that voice. That's what The Course of Miracles does. And higher the volume of love, higher the volume of truth. And it's not that you're not going to experience external success. That might happen. But regardless if it's going to happen or not, you're going to be at peace. Because your source doesn't come from outside of you. And that's what the Course in Miracles teaches us. That's why it's so radical and so powerful. Do you think that peace and
0: that success looks a lot different when you do know where that love comes from? I know what your answer is, but I just have to put it out there anyway.
1: (laughs) It looks different because you would have the success and you will have peace because you are not defined by anything outside of you. You're not defined by your job defining you or your position doesn't define you so you're at peace because regardless if you would ever have that position or not you're gonna be happy because it's not determined by that you know your truth for instance like me my book doesn't define me let's use that as an example right so I'm an author now right so me being an author doesn't define me God defines me that's I'm defined by my truth and it has nothing to do with the book the book is great I'm very excited about it it's a beautiful way to ex- extend. But not even the book sales define me, success doesn't define me, because that's very limiting for me. How could something outside of me determine how I'm going to feel my heart, right? No, it's the other way around. I'm already happy. And the book also is great. It's in my life. But I'm very disconnected by it making a matter or it defining anything about my spirit or who Maria is in truth, because that's very limiting for me. And it doesn't mean that the book is going to be less successful or more successful. It just means that I'm going to be at peace regardless of what happens. And I'm going to have fun with you, just like I'm having so much fun with you, Kim, right now. Like, this is what really matters to me is connecting with you right now. That is what matters. And that's what I cherish more than anything, that anything the book could give me or numbers or bestsellers or whatever. Like, that doesn't matter for me. What matters is the connection I'm having with you right now.
0: Maria, if you could go back to yourself in 1995, what would you tell yourself then?
1: Maria, why didn't you practice this shit earlier? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, in 1995, I was a hot mess. I was depressed. I was looking for every, all my happiness outside of me, all my love outside of me. And I didn't know. I wasn't practicing. I didn't know. I didn't have the tools. I didn't know the way my mind worked. And you know, that's what this book gives you. It gives you an understanding of how your mind works. We have no idea. We wake up in the morning and we're on automatic pilot goals and let's do this and let's do that. And we have no idea that we can totally set up our day and we could totally be guided for peace, for happiness, for excellence that goes beyond and gives you so much more than anything could give you in form. So in 1995, I would have said to myself, Kim, I would have definitely said to myself, Maria, put this shit into practice. (laughs) now so you could save yourself so many years of suffering at the end of the day it was exactly perfect right so i'm able to share my stories now i love that when you
0: are not talking to awesome podcast hosts what are you actively working on right now i know you're promoting your book but how can listeners interact with you and i don't mean where can they find you online but i'm sure there are listeners who are like i need to speak with maria
1: As time permits, especially the next few months before I go on tour, I have personal clients I work with. Actually, some of their stories are in my book. I do one-on-one spiritual counseling, but this counseling has to do with going into meditation and hiring the volume on the voice of love in your mind so that you can get your own answer. In my sessions, I don't tell people what to do or what I think they need to do. I basically help you so that you can discern and understand what is the highest and best for you because, I mean, what do I know, right? So the power is in you. So I help you as your cheerleader to really get clear of what your focus is and what you need to clear up in your life and barriers you need to clear up so that you can experience your happiness out of 10, which you're worthy of. I have my publicists that were working on basically getting the book out there. But when I'm not doing that, I'm talking to my clients, which I just expressed doing my counseling sessions. I also facilitate ministerial students at our Pathways of Light, which is where I became a minister and a reverend. It's a ministerial program based on The Course in Miracles. So I have students that I'm working with right now that are in training to become ministers and teachers of God and be Pathways of Light ministers based on the course. So I do that as well. And I'm putting together right now a book tour, which I start to travel in mid-May through July. So I'll be on tour, currently booking those dates along with my assistants. I would love to, you know, it'd be so beautiful even to see you when I'm in Toledo, but on my website the tour schedule's live. So if anybody is in the area of are listening to the podcast and wanna come to one of the events. That would be so awesome to be able to have somebody come up to me and say, hey, I heard you talking to Kim and you guys were having such a great time and here we are, you know, it'd be so cool. So Uh, yeah, so I have personal clients I work with as well. And then I also, I do speaking engagements right now too. So it keeps me very busy. I also speak at a unity church here close by the house and I run their Spanish ministry as well. So I speak there too.
0: So you and I connected earlier this week on Instagram when we were getting ready for this chat. Where else can listeners find you online?
1: I have a website. It's mariafilipe.org. And there people can find me. They can see information on the book. As well, how to order it. If you order it, you get 30% off, I think, on Amazon and on Barnes and & Nobles and some other websites as well. I have a bonus video that I'm offering that is a retreat video that I recorded in Costa Rica, November, when I was speaking there. And it's all about the book. I talk about intimate details about the book, just such as how the book came about, which is a story I shared with you about the Pinot Noir. As well as I go at length of the stories with my dad that passed away, as well as personal stories of the men in my life, like the abs guy or um, Buddha guy. Or I talk just more in depth about the relationships that I had with these men and how they transformed my life. And I was able to have forgiveness, heal my grievances with men. So in that video, it's just like more personal, like people get to know behind the scenes of the book in the video, which is something they get free when they buy the book and they put their receipt number. I also offer on my channel on YouTube, if you look up Maria Coconut TV, there I have over 200 videos that are free, that I offer, that are all my talks that I've given at the Unity Church, a lot of blogs and interviews with people. And um, it's a really great resource for people to lower the voice on the cuckoo voice. So I find it very helpful. So people can find me on there as well. On Instagram, I think it's Rev Maria Felipe and Twitter. And then you can find me on Facebook too.
0: Maria, it has been absolutely fabulous chatting with you today. I would love to know if you have one closing statement piece of advice that you would love to share with listeners.
1: What's coming to me is that your happiness is within you, that your source is within you and everything you think you need, you already have. And to be willing to see things differently in the world, to be willing to let go of judgments, to be willing to understand that you're not a victim of the world that you see, and to be willing to know that you are so powerful that you can create in your mind your experience. And that's all we have control over is our experience. So if we have control of our experience, that means that we can never really be hurt. Because if we have control of our experience, we can either choose love in the experience or fear. And depending which one we are choosing is going to be the experience we're going to have. So I invite you to be, have big willingness, which is how I call it in my book, big willingness to experience and see the world through the eyes of love to put on these amazing, happy glasses, put those glasses on and see a whole new world of happiness by choosing love.
0: Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast. And I just wanna take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio or on my website at TheKimSutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting TheKimSutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.